Thank you very much for ministering in music. So let's practice that in our daily lives, loving one another. You may have noticed in the bulletin this morning, my sermon topic for next Sunday is Scripture, God's Image in Social Media. Um, something you might pray about. It's a one-shot deal. I'm just looking at some Scripture. Uh, I've done enough study that I probably could preach 150 sermons on God's Image, Scripture, and you know, to media and technology and desire and so on. But the, sometimes, you know, we live in a world... And we need to live well, you know, in the world in which we live, not trying to avoid our world, but live well within it. If you have notes, if you want notes, or some in the back, the chair in the back, if you didn't get on the way in. But continuing our discussion of foundation to living in freedom, you know, as believers in Christ. So is Sherry free? Sherry gets up tomorrow to three children, an unsaved husband, and a busy day at the house on a host of running. As her day starts, she reminds herself she must be patient with her children. Speak kind to her husband, not lose her cool in the heat as she goes out. She remembers the response of her husband several days ago when her treatment of him was not building. She knows she struggles. Her struggles increase when it's hot. As she begins her day, she thinks, Lord, help me with my busy day. I can't respond correctly. I desire to respond correctly. Christ is my life. Is Sherry free? I'll see a couple heads going this way. I would be inclined to lean that direction. She knows where she's at. She knows she struggles. She knows what she's facing. Has a busy day, but yet recognizes she can't respond correctly herself. Recognizes crisis or life and so on. And I think God honors that as we express those items to God as we begin our day. So another question, looking for a response. When are the following individuals free? When is a man free? When is a man free? Well, you're thinking, when is a wife free? Pardon? Man, husband, father. We won't be picky. When is a teen free? How about a citizen or an employee? Any response? Cheryl. I pretty much respond the same just now. Okay, when they put Christ first. Any other response? Naomi? I think 
Okay. When a wife is not trying to be a husband, like being a wife, when a woman is trying to be a woman and not trying to be any more than a woman. Okay. So living in the design or whatever, made, being what they were designed to be. Any other response? I think there's three words that are, that are intimately related to one another which provide a foundation, and they were already implied in some of the response for freedom in Christ. You can't separate them. Design. Structure. And pattern. Now, what is God's design? What is Christ's structure? What is the pattern that the Holy Spirit has? Whether it be for a man, a wife, a teen, a citizen, an employee. And it is very easy to get out of sync. And I realize down through the pages of history, since Adam and Eve and their fall, there have been difficulties. But I think in our country, there has been a marked change in the last 10 years in the area of marriage. When you think about marriage and sexuality in the U.S. and our history, and then in the last 10 years, how, are we moving towards freedom or slavery in that area? Marriage and sexuality. Slavery? Any other response? Why would you think slavery? We're seeking other means to fulfill our other than your husband, wife, one flesh, one person. Okay, we're. You're speaking in all kinds of other areas that want two or more of us. We can't get enough. Okay, parting from God's design. Okay? Another question, and again, I'm not saying our country is terrible, but I think to some extent, as it relates to schools, years ago, schools were quite disciplined. The teacher basically had the rule, and uh, even when I was in school, we had a teacher that had a it was six inches wide. I'm not sure how long with holes drilled in it. And uh, if you didn't behave, he would say, step out in the hall. And if you were still in the classroom, the rest of them could hear what was happening. Nowadays, he would be in court within probably, not in court, but have a call coming from the principal within a couple minutes, you know, with all the modern technology we have. And I'm... I'm not complaining about our culture. I'm just saying, are we moving towards slavery or freedom as it relates to discipline in our schools? Karen, you get that grin right away. Okay, moving towards slavery because we're moving away from design, structure, pattern, where there is authority and those under authority and you respond. And you can look at other items and see that 
cultures change, and I'm not saying our country is really terrible. Just a couple examples that when you move from design, structure, pattern, you move from freedom to slavery. So God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit live within design, structure, and pattern in eternity and in time. Think about the Trinity, the Godhead, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in eternity past and in the present in what we call time. They live according to design, structure, and so on. Now let's take our Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 1. And this will be tied in with creation. We're not going to look at Genesis 1 and 2 now, but in Hebrews chapter 1, because Hebrews chapter 1 is saying that Christ is better than but tied in with creation because it begins with Christ, with God. Hebrews 1 and verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he... Pointed to be heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and so on. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. Here it says that God created the universe through Christ. Different roles. In creation, you will find the same in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 24. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, all involved in creation, but yet different roles. Now, as you think about them in eternity, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In eternity and in time, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 is very boldly and strongly talking about the resurrection of Christ. And let's pick up reading with verse 20 of 1 Corinthians 15. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits. Then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, 
then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. You see some structure design there. Christ putting everything under himself and then turning everything over to God. That was designed in eternity. As you think about salvation and reconciliation, you will find that again there is design. God loved and he sent Christ. Christ sacrificed his life. And the Holy Spirit rebukes. And there's conviction and there's indwelling. Within the Godhead, there's structure, there's design, there's a pattern. And when did salvation take place in eternity past? In real time, some 2,000 years ago. Satan's temptation of Christ in Matthew 4 was luring Christ to step outside of his submission to the Father. That was the primary temptation. Because the Father had a timetable, and Satan was trying to speed that up. Turn these stones to bread, you know, jump off the temple, etc., He was also trying to lure Christ to deny what his father said about him. In Matthew 3, God had said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And if he had given in to Satan's temptation, he would have been saying, I don't believe my father. So you'll find within the Godhead, there is design, There is structure, there is pattern. And since we're created in God's image, the same is going to be true in creation. Comments, questions before we go on. Okay, next item. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, are the God of design, Structure and pattern. He determines thus design, structure, pattern, thus freedom. Design, structure, and pattern pattern is inherent in his character, in his being, in his image. The pattern is part of God's character. His image. Their structure, their design. Now in the universe, you don't have to read Genesis 1 and 2 very far before you see pattern, structure, and design. So in Genesis 1, and in verse 3, Genesis 1 and verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God saw the light, or called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. You see design, you see structure, you see pattern. Light separated from the darkness. 
The light is called day, the darkness he calls night. There's evening, there's morning, and the morning was the first day. We're still living in light of that structure today. In light of that design, in light of that pattern. Skip down to uh, verse 20. And God said, let the waters teem with living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and everything, or every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kind and every winged bird according to their kind. Structure, design, pattern. According to their kind. You cannot breed a bird with a... Cattle. Their kind. Structure. If you look in Genesis 2, 2 through 4, we find that God had some structure. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all his work of creating that he had done. Still true today. God designed six work, one rest. That was part of the Mosaic Law. And you'll find that that is still true today. God wants that pattern. Weekly cycles. Six work, one rest. Again, pattern, structure, design. Adam and Eve. In Genesis 2 and 3, you'll find that Adam had a role, Eve had a role. They were to complement one another. And that's clearly brought out in the text. Look in verse 18 of chapter 2. The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Here we have Adam. Now he says, I'm going to make a helper suitable for him. There's design, there's structure, there's a pattern there. So what does God do in verses 19 through 23? God forms Eve, and she complements Adam. That's God's design. It's part of God's image, part of God's character. When that... Design is parted from, it creates problems. Look in Genesis 3 and verse 7. Well, Genesis 2 first and verse 24 or 25. The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So no shame with one another, no shame with God, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. But look at verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them, after they had eaten of the fruit, were opened, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Something happened immediately. Why? Because they moved from freedom to slavery. They moved from design to an incorrect design, and that brought slavery. So what did they want to do? They covered themselves. What does Adam do? Verse 8, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden to cool the day. 
and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I've commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. There was openness between Adam and Eve. Now what are they doing? Adam is attacking Eve and blaming Eve. He's moving from freedom. He's moving from structure. He's moving from design to pattern to that which is not. According to God's pattern, God's design, God's structure. And again, it created havoc. Look at verse 17. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. I must confess... Growing up in a farm, that I whined and complained about pulling weeds in the garden. I whined and complained at times about picking rocks out of the field for days on end. It was work. We used to bale hay. We didn't have the kicker. You know, you came off the baler and we happened to stack them on the wagon and then you brought the wagon in and you put them off from the wagon into the elevator and then you had to have someone up in the barn to stack them. That was hot. Hot, hot. We learned that it didn't do any good to complain so you just zipped your lip and you did what you had to do. When you get done unloading a load you went down and ran water over your arms and Say, great, this is great stuff. Dad, we really enjoy this. Can we do it some more? No, we didn't do that. When are we going to be done? What happened? We're living out the curse. We're living under slavery. I don't think my brothers and I ever get up in the morning and said, Dad, thank you for giving us the joy, the privilege, the opportunity of gathering eggs from 15,000 chickens putting them in baskets, taking them down to the egg cellar, we called it, putting them on the washer, taking them off the washer, putting them in the crates, and then putting them in the cooler. It's really great stuff, Dad. We just love it. Why don't you get 15,000 more? Cursed. Painful toil. We're dealing with slavery. Again. God's design, God's structure, God's pattern shifted. And that leads to slavery. Third item, there was design, structure, pattern before Genesis 3. Before Genesis 3, God had design, structure, pattern. In Genesis 1, 26 through 28, what were Adam and Eve to do? They were to rule over the universe. In Genesis 1, which we implied there was light, there was darkness. God made it. 
There was structure. And that structure continues to today. In Genesis 1, 11, 12, 21, 24, 25, it talks about animals according to their kind. That remains true today. That pattern, that structure is still followed. Now, does anyone know how you get a mule? How do you get a mule? A cross of what? Horse and a donkey. Can mules reproduce? Not usually. Because you're getting close to getting out of the kinds. God's creation was pattern, structure, according to its kind. Adam and Eve were told to fill the earth. That was a pattern in verse 20. Uh, 8, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. You know, God's pattern. Adam, Eve, and they were to have children. And that has tremendous implications as it relates to a lot of things that we face in our culture Adam was told to care for the garden. In verses 15 through 17, that's structure, that's pattern. You're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. That was after he was to care for the garden. There was to be structure. Adam and Eve had roles. According to Genesis 2, 15 through... 25. The Lord God said in verse 18, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. That's God's design. That's God's pattern. That's God's structure. In Genesis 1 and 2, you can address every issue that comes up in terms of sexuality from from those two chapters. Because God set the pattern, God set the design, God set the structure. Genesis 3 moves into slavery. Now please understand that what Adam and Eve did in Genesis 3 was to step outside of God's design, his structure, his pattern. But who did that before Adam and Eve? Who? Okay, Satan had stepped out of God's design. He was to be submissive to God, to bring glory to God in his pride, along with other angels, they fell. So Satan, the serpent, comes along, and who does he come to? Eve. Who should have he come to? Should have went to Adam. That's God's design. So he's stepping outside of God's design, and we live with the consequences of that today. So 
So Adam stepped out of, outside of God's design, but so did Eve. Adam should have been saying, whoa, serpent, you don't talk to her, you talk to me. He's being a passive man. And men since that time seem to be pretty passive. Eve was stepping outside of her role. Design, structure. And again, that led to slavery, which, with which we live today. So think about freedom is living the way God designed you to live. One day I, I turned on talk radio. If I listen to talk radio five minutes a month, I'm doing good. But I happened to turn it on one day. I just thought I'm going to see what Rush has to say today. I happened to be in a car. And it so happened at that point in time, a caller was on and said, Rush, I don't know what the topic was, but his, the guy was saying to Rush, I found 50 deviations from God's design. He didn't use the term God, but, you know, sexuality, 50 deviations. And Rush said, I, I can't believe that. And the guy said, so on the computer, and with modern technology, Rush, you know, got to it right away. He said, I have to believe you. It's here. And he started to read some of the terms for deviation from God's design sexually. That moves into slavery. And we as humans are tempted over and over again to move in that direction. Now I want to briefly discuss an application we'll pick up with number four next week. Christianity, Judaism, but Christianity primarily is not a religion of the new, the exciting, the results, or what works. Instead, it is a relationship with a creator God through faith in Christ due to conviction of the Holy Spirit. It involves the old, the tried, the proven, the common the ordinary and dependency upon Christ. We in Christianity today, and I'm speaking broadly, tend to look for that which is new. What works? What method can we use? Our culture is changing, so we need something new. God would say, what is my design? What is my structure? What is my pattern? When we begin to throw out the old, we move from freedom into slavery. 
we say that teenagers are different today than they were a hundred years ago. Is that a true statement? Are teenagers different today than a hundred years ago? No. We have different culture and different temp not different temptations, just different means of temptation. But teenagers are the same. Men today are different than men 500 years ago. No? No. Women. No. There's a constant. So going back to what I brought up earlier, schools, and again, I'm not knocking schools, but we're trying to come up with new means of controlling children in school. Am I correct, Karen? No, how do we handle all this, you know? But we're trying to find something, right? What do we do with all this rebellion and so on? We ever try the old? Pardon? I said, no, we'll be arrested. Then we'll be arrested. Let's go back to Genesis 1 and 2 and have a father and a mother that expect the child to obey in school. And when they don't obey in school, the school can send them home and mom and dad will take care of it. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Hoosier, Hoosiers. Uh, it's a basketball movie. And, you no, know, the guy, coach, came, and he's coaching in a rural area, and he was really tough on the guys, and one of the guys early on in the practice, I think it was the first day, in fact, mouthed off to him. And the coach said, there's the door. We don't need you. When you learn to submit to my authority, you may come back. He practiced with five guys, four and a half, really, because one guy said, I'm no good. And after a few practices, father brought the boy in. And the father said, you know, sometimes kids get out of line. Now, son, do you have something to say to the coach? And he said something in this order. Coach, I was wrong. I defied your authority. You will have no more trouble with me. And the father, coach, if you do, bring him to me. So that's going back to the old. We today, and this isn't new necessarily, but I think it's much more amplified in our culture, we want that which is fast and easy. So what do we do? So I... Ruth Ann might not be around some lunches, and if I go home for lunch, I'll, oh, what do I want? Look in the refrigerator. Ah, oh, there's some leftovers there. What do you think I do when I get it out? Pardon? Eat it cold, Eat it cold or? I do that sometimes. <laughs> or what? Microwave. Microwave it. 
It doesn't even cross my mind. I think I'll get the kettle out. I'll put it on the stove and let it warm up. That's too slow. I'm not knocking microwaves. I'm not ready to part with ours. But stop and think about how that affects our living today. We want instant spirituality. A young couple gets married and they say, Mom and Dad, we want what you have. And they forget that Mom and Dad took 30 years or maybe 35 to accumulate the possessions they have. Now you want it fast and easy. That influences us. So what's the old? The old is slow and steady. There are some older men that I have respected in my growing up years. And to this, to this day, there's some older men that I highly respect. <clears throat> and I'll ask myself, how did they get to where they are? They started back when they were a teenager and younger. Grew in respect for mom and dad, listened to authority at school, listened to governmental authority, We're seeking to be sensitive to God and just day by day we're guarding their heart and mind and avoided incorrect input and they just grew into giant men. Slow, steady, not instant. And I think we need to understand that in many, in all areas of life, God has a pattern and a structure and a design that brings freedom. And we so quickly are tempted to part from that as humans. We want happiness today. God says, I'm not really concerned about your happiness because that's too quick. I'm concerned about your holiness. That's my design. I want a holy people. That's what he told Israel. I want you to be a holy people. And how do you remain holy? By following the Mosaic law. And we know that they parted from that to a large extent. And they moved from holiness, they thought they were pursuing happiness, and ended up in all kinds of misery. Freedom basically is God's design. And that's springing from God himself in the character, the image of God, his creation, and his design in creation. Comments, questions? before we wrap it up. One final comment. We want to know what works. God says, no. What's my design? Many times worlds apart. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you.
for your goodness. Thank you for revealing yourself to us, your design, your structure, your pattern. And we know in Genesis 1 and 2, we see so much of it, but not limited to Genesis 1 and 2. And may we grow in understanding that we live in light of your design and your structure for freedom. When we part from that, we move towards slavery. And we know we live basically in a world that has a tremendous amount of slavery. May we in Christ grow in being more and more free for your glory. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.